Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 261 in a Star Wars episode, as you just heard. And what we're going to be going through tonight is the Star Wars Darth Vader number nine, number nine, number nine. That, that's a Beatles joke, people. If you don't know that, you should be ashamed of yourself. But, uh, yeah, we go through one book, me and Matt, talking about the Star Wars and Darth Vader and being a badass without the Force and without the armor being that high tech. You'll hear it's a lot of fun in what will probably be one of the shortest episodes we've ever done here. But let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics and follow us. We'll follow you back, common courtesy. Then go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where you can get news, previews, and reviews. Then go over to YouTube at the Weird Science Comics channel where I do video reviews of both Marvel and DC stuff. And if you think that's a lot of things, also go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you'll get a ton of shows, both DC, Marvel, indie comics, manga, movie stuff. I know that it's a DC deal, but we had just done a a video a video a movie review show of wonder woman 1984 this past friday also you'll get all of these shows including the star wars one early access you actually will get the star wars show on friday afternoon usually friday afternoon friday night it goes up early there all of that all wrapped into one for some fun and games there but let's go off to me and matt talking that big, bad-ass guy, Darth Vader, with Star Wars Darth Vader number nine. All right. I am here with Matt. How you doing, Matt? Very good. Thanks for asking. And we are here to talk Darth Vader in a episode that might be the shortest ever because not a lot goes on in this book. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. I still think the art was really good. I love the idea of a Darth Vader picking himself back up. And, and really, this shows... Vader is more than just the outfit. He's the man in the outfit and what little man is left. What makes me laugh, though, going through this is I never thought that he was the man in the outfit. You know, I always knew and pretty much the force pretty strong there, but he's not allowed to use that. So we see that, you know, continuing showing that badass Darth Vader here in what is Star Wars Darth Vader number nine into the fire. Part four the assassins returns and. It is written by Greg Pak, art by Raphael Ayaninko, Niraj Manon on colors, and VCs Joe Caramanga on letters. And the crow is Luke Skywalker refused Darth Vader's call to the dark side of the Force. In rage, Vader tore through the galaxy on a quest for revenge against everyone who hid Luke from him. The Empire, the Emperor brutally punished Vader for his actions, stranding him on Mustafar. Vader rebuilt his body, battled the assassin Ochi and his droid mercenaries, and survived the Eye of Webbish Bog. But now Ochi returns with an army of droids set on bringing the Dark Lord, Dark Lord back for down for good. I, I can't read today. <laughs> the reading is not strong in me today. But we end up where Ochi comes back with cursing robots. And mm-hmm. just having us go through the High Republic, I'm like, what's going on with the Star Wars universe with all this cursing? Uh, but it, it's okay. Yeah. These droids are there just to be fodder. 
and to pretty much show the idea that Vader isn't just the equipment, especially when he's not even using the force because they're attacking. And I like this whole idea that you get in your mind. Ochi goes off to grab these, you know, robots. They are their own thing. These aren't just like, you know, programmed to follow Ochi or do whatever he wants. These are the droid crush pirates of Bastoon. So they tie him with Ochi, at least where he's from and stuff like that. So he goes back, gets his homies, the the pirates of Bastoon droids. (laughs) They're there to scrap Vader. They, They are there to kill Darth Vader. And grab the scraps because it's obvious that everybody would know Vader. But also, you have Ochi pushing the idea. Listen, this is the Emperor's guy. I mean, the Emperor built him. Has to have some pretty cool stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You end up where he probably has some real high-tech things. And that's the big thing about Darth Vader and his deal as... Vader is taking care of some of these droids, but they're getting close and things like that. And they end up being able to grab a piece of his leg, you know, a a plate that ends up going. But also they scan him and they get pretty pissed because even when they are watching that and doing that, there's a weird. Did you find it kind of weird? The dialogue from the robot to Vader about somebody cared for you. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care for that part too much. I was like, what is going on? What what do we have? Dr. Phil, the robot? Yeah. yeah. He ends up scanning this. Somebody took care. It's it's one of those almost like a robot to robot thing almost. They're like, hey, I, I got what you're about. You know, I'm a robot too. You're a lot of robot in there. I see now. So somebody really took care of you when you were, you know, Dying as a, as the flesh, and there's not a lot of flesh in you. Mm-hmm. So I realized somebody really wanted you to live. Somebody must care. And I'm like, okay, Doctor Phil, please. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was weird that part. I didn't mind it. It was just a weird deal to try to throw in the bit where the Emperor went and got Anakin and put the saved armor, him. all yep. that, and all that, and saved him. Mm-hmm. And I think that this would have been better played, maybe. With the idea that Ochi going off to these robots, the explanation to them, hey, everybody, you know, this Darth Vader, I have him on the ropes. He's there. He can't use the force. He's hurt. He's trying to put himself together. You can get all the scrap. And they're like, why would we want it? And then show this. Well, you don't understand. This is the Emperor's guy. He found him. He put him together. And you could have had the same exact panels, but in that different explanation yeah, to really show why the robots are there. This robot is really, you know, wants to sit on the couch and talk about the childhoods. Uh, yeah. it, it threw me off a bit. He talks too but much. And, he and, does. and he doesn't speak like a robot. It's more like a human would speak. I mean, no. I, it's too- I mean, this guy, not as annoying as C-3PO. I'm going to continue that no. trend here. <laughs> but he is just too much. And then he ends up getting, you know, part of this kind of leg shield. One of the replacement parts. Yeah. And he scans him and then Darth Vader smacks him one. Yep. And then that's where you end up. This robot is pissed. It's like, let's go back and see Ochi right now because this is nonsense. Mm -hmm. This isn't good stuff. This guy is made of, you know, and even then Ochi tries to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean. No, that, that's just scrap parts he put himself together with. And he's like, no, everything. Everything it's sucks. absolute crap. This isn't anything. This isn't. And I think that it shows the one thing is I don't think Ochi was lying to them. I think that he believes it. I think that most people 
would think that Darth Vader is so big and bad because, you know, some of these people, too, and, and a, an assassin of the Sith, obviously, should know the Force and all that, but mm-hmm. also must think that Darth Vader right now is surviving without the Force because whatever parts are left must be really kick-ass. I mean, must be really good. That's what's keeping him alive. And he's like, this robot says, no, I scanned. There's a respirator. There's this and that. But these are parts that have been obsolete for a long Standard. time. Standard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which then pisses me off because the Emperor, he went cheap. He went cheap, This yeah. guy... He's Bastard. pinching pennies over mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. He he can't end up making a Death Star that doesn't get blown up. <laughs> uh, but he he ends up doing this way. Oh, Darth Vader, we don't have a lot of money. We're making all these Death Stars here. Let me go. And so you end up having a, a cheap made Darth Vader, which is kind of funny still, right? Yeah. And, and in the roundabout like way, it. it makes Darth Vader more of a badass. Yep. And then does, you know, pretty much solidify my idea that that big panel is a love tester. Uh, on his chest and that the emperor definitely gets cold fish every time <laughs> that he tries to do it and basically i think he's keeping darth vader around until he gets you know hot tamale at the top <laughs> uh but also as a kid playing with like toys and thinking of things i did often think that all of the gizmos and gadgets there were just for show i always thought they'd just light up because he wanted to impress people and uh, I'm going with that. I, still. Yeah, I've never seen him do anything with it. No, I've never seen him like beep, boop, beep, yeah, and beep, then boop. all of a sudden like a Diet Coke comes out. You know, that <laughs> would be pretty cool. I'd be down with that. Uh, but yeah, you end up with all this. Plus, also just point out that the respirator that he does have does not work well. You would think that the the emperor would get so sick and tired of that raspy breathing that he yep. adjusts something. And you'd have a respirator that does not sound like you're on your last breath. Yeah, and it sounds like James Earl Jones, too, which made no sense. Yeah, I mean, really? (laughs) How is James Earl Jones alive? I mean, that's the voice modulator you got? I don't understand. I often thought that they should make voice box, you know, that, hello, I know this might offend people. But I always wanted to make a series of celebrity things so that you can sound like other people and stuff if, if i lose my larynx and my voice box i am going to do that and didn't i'll you, use james earl jones is what didn't i you used to make you. prank phone calls back in the early oh, yeah. 90s or something with the, the early with 90s the, that was in the 80s 90s 80s oh yeah we had a computer robot we had this <laughs> computer program that was a voice synthesizer called sam s-a-m uh, on an Atari, uh, what was it? Like the Atari uh, 4800, I forget which one it was my friend had. And we ended up making prank calls as a robot. And the one guy answered, and he's like, hello, and like, how are you doing? <laughs> and the guy actually yelled, there's a damn robot on the phone. Like, Gladys, <laughs> and we laughed so hard. Oh, my. That was the fun days of robot crank calls. They were nonsense. That's basically all that was. If, if the person tried to extend the conversation, we tried to type in real quick. It didn't work well. You ran out of go. material. Yeah, yeah. It was like so we, we annoyed people like C-3PO. So you end up having the whole idea that Darth Vader is more than just the machine parts and more than the force. This continues. And where I think that the art and the story really plays out here and I think is a really cool, subtle deal is when Darth Vader goes over to Ochi. He he grabs Ochi and saves mm-hmm. him at one point just to knock him, knock him in the Ochi, chops. Ochi's like, thanks for that. Thanks. Because <laughs> these robots have turned on Ochi. They, they feel like they have been duped. And so right as a door's closing and a, you know, pretty much Ochi's dead if Darth Vader didn't save him. But Darth Vader grabs him, saves him to get his lightsaber and yep. then goes to attack 
these robots. Now, I thought right away, I think that muscle memory, this is just an aside, but muscle memory to me, you pick up that lightsaber in the heat of battle, you would tend to try to use the force. It would be something that you'd always do with a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And I give them credit here to show he does not deflect any of these lasers. And I think that's a big thing because that would be the force. You're not deflecting laser shots without the force and True. you see the one he ducks it hits the wall he ducks another one i mean he is now the most agile darth vader ever he does not deflect and i think that's a big deal to pretty much be right on par with the idea of not using the force he still just slices and dices i mean these uh, robots don't have a chance they, they really don't yeah and then you end up where dr phil has to be the last robot there's got to be something special in those parts. No, nothing more special than my own. And then Darth Vader's like, then perhaps it is time. I put your parts to better use. I'm like, oh, no, he is going to dissect Dr. Phil. I actually wanted the whole deal where the robot says, now I know why you are better. You have love. And then you have that. <laughs> well, I'm not going on. But Darth Vader then gets some more parts. We got that going. Still raggedy. He's got to get a new cloak. It's not looking well. He's got that and, big, weird arm, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And, so and the big. best part is just pay attention that that arm is the one that he keeps punching Ochi <laughs> yeah, with. slaps him and punches him. <laughs> it's like a huge <laughs> thing of just steel. Boom, <laughs> he hits him. You know, it's like you, you wipe with one hand. You do the – yes, that's the hitting hand. And he hits Ochi with it because Ochi is still, like, trying to blast Vader at the point where Vader's going to take his ship. Well, then Vader takes the Wayfinder out and says, hey, show me how this works. Now, again, I kind of have to jump to a bit of a conclusion with the deal of this, mainly because we said it before. Remember when Darth Vader said, what are the Emperor's plans? Yep. Oh, he's got a lot of plans. Um, the Emperor's not dumb to tell the Sith assassin the plans, the no overall way. plans. Now, all of a sudden, Darth Vader doesn't know how to use the Wayfinder, but Ochi does. And it just felt weird. It felt off. And even though we have this connection and stuff like that later on in the movies and, the, you know, Rise of Skywalker, all these things going on. But right here, it just feels out of place not knowing Ochi, me and you. And so he's like, oh, yeah. And you know that he's scrolling around. Yeah. Oh, let me look at this. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I set these coordinates. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't do that. He's he's flying you right into a sun, Darth Vader. He's not going to do it. And Vader picks him up again. Chokes him out. And just throws him in, chokes him out, but by the hand and says, no, no, no. You're coming with me and you better reprogram this to be something other than a trap. And he's like, oh, oh, you mean you really want to go somewhere? Well, I got something where you want to go. Where? Where? To Exegol. And he's like, Exegol? I'm like, yeah, the Sith planet, baby. Why, why wouldn't you? That's what these things are for. Let's go. And he leaves Ochi for a second in a storage container deal, the, the pod, you know, that has yeah. been ejected there. And you're like, okay, he's going to leave him there. I get it. And nope. then he attaches the ship to <laughs> the pod. And then they go out. And this is where whatever my score is it went up a half a point Me just too. because of ochi freaking out and it, it's <laughs> really good i mean this is where when you end up having some humor even in the sequels it's too over the top you know and star wars does have humor in it yeah. but it's not 
gags and it, but even that it's not over the top just in your face humor it's natural stuff that and this is so funny because it does play out naturally as you end up out you like no 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 this isn't going to survive in space yeah oh my god this is and then realizes they're going to go into hyperspace and he's just freaking out and then they they end up going and i really really like that and i'm really liking actually darth vader with ochi these little bits here as he just punches them and makes them do things because they are going to go to Exegol. And I don't think that's a place that Ochi wants to go anyway, even with the idea that he's in this escape pod deal that's not going to survive and he's all worried. He does survive, but when they get there, they come to this red cloud and then see this Cthulhu monster that is just in the way and they have to get through that. It is just awful. (laughs) Um, But Darth Vader is not going to stop now. And it's funny, too, the idea... When he does say Exegol, I think that he obviously knows what that means now that you see. But he ends up like, I think he's just surprised that that's where it would go. And basically with this, Darth Vader says to Ochi, I want to go get the secrets. I want to go and find everything the Emperor's up to, his secrets, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Darth Vader's pissed. I mean, he wants to, in my mind... He also probably thinks that he's got to get something on the emperor so the emperor just doesn't get rid of him. He's going to have something on him. He's going to find out things. But this is, you know, a really cool tie-in to even the sequels and stuff like that. It ties them all together, prequels, the sequels, all that. Yeah, and something in the the sequels where the beginning of the Rise of Sky, it kind of hit you out of nowhere, the whole deal where – you, you know, you have Kylo Ren and going. And so I do like seeing this and seeing this going on and the whole connection and the cohesiveness that Star Wars does have and needs. So I do like all of that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so with this, though, overall, because it's so quick, but I still like what we're getting. I have a really good time. But boy, I read this in about four minutes, four minutes. I actually yep. yeah, I actually was getting ready for us to record. I gave myself a good hour for this and another issue, thinking it was going to take me the, oh, my goodness, I I breezed through this. still worth it. The art's great. So I'm going to go an 8 out of 10 overall, uh, and it's really good. Then that is a positive deal. I'm just going to give it a little bit of a lower deal because of how quick it is. But, boy, it's fun. And it's got a lot of stuff and keeps showing Darth Vader's badass, no matter what powers or equipment he has. But what would you give it? Yeah, I think eight's appropriate for this one. I think it's the art's pretty consistent and consistently good. The story's quick, but dialogues, other than those droid assassins, it's, it get a little over the top. But I, I like it overall. I mean, this is the second or third issue that's ended in a big monster showing up on the last page. Yeah, it keeps. it's like the monster of the month club. Yeah, like, monster yeah. of the month. But uh, I like I like it. I think it's going to be pretty cool ne- next issue. That monster is horrific. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean, it's octopus, got Cthulhu. everything. Octopus, a bunch of different types of teeth in that eye. Holy moly! You got to give the, but, yeah. the artist credit for coming up with that. That thing. Oh is yeah, it's really cool looking. It, it really is wild. cool. So yeah, and then even like the next cover that you see there looks really cool. That mm-hmm. cover looks awesome as Darth Vader's going through that red storm. But we'll see what that is all about. Uh, the next time that this book comes out. But thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Star Wars part of our Marvel podcast. 
And if you would like to talk to us or follow what we do, go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. Also, go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. And I think I'm going to do a video review of this on our YouTube page, which is Weird Science Comics, where we do DC and Marvel stuff. And then if you like all of this and want more and more and more, including me and and Matt are going off to talk about <laughs> one of the worst comics ever, the Super Pro comic by Marvel. Fabian Nicesa wrote that. Yeah. It really shocked me, right? <laughs> did, yeah. And and this is an issue that you end up having Super Pro, one of the worst heroes ever, go against the Eagles gang <laughs> who hate people with Eagles <laughs> paraphernalia and outfits on, but also goes against the villain Fast forward, which doesn't really play out. It's really bad. It's really – Instant Replay, I think, is the villain, right? Yeah, I like I, Instant I Replay. Instant Replay. <laughs> I mean, he's a disappearing I'm, act. I'm wearing an Eagle shirt right now, so I guess I'm screwed. I have I have a sweatshirt on. Eagle sweatshirt. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be targeted uh, by a pseudo Vince Papali, it seems, when we get to that. But you'd have to go over to the Patreon and find out what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And that is at patreon.com slash weird science and other things on the Patreon that we have are a Marvel events podcast where me and Double Aaron are going through the first Phoenix story in the X-Men, and we have the Marvel uh, Comics Patreon Spotlight, all that stuff. You just have to go over and check it out, patreon.com slash weird science. But thanks, everybody. Thank you, Matt, for joining me once again, and we will talk to you next week.